0: Welcome to the Release Your Blocks podcast. I am your host, Victoria Bond. I am a spiritual empowerment coach. I help teach others to show up to their potency so they can fulfill their mission here on earth. I'm so glad you are here. And if you are interested in becoming a medium, if you're interested in becoming a life coach, or if you're interested in shifting your life from the 3D to live more in the 5 D reality, then check me out. Book a clarity call and let's get chatting. Hello, everybody. I'm Victoria Bond and I have the beautiful Carly here. Welcome, Carly. I'm so excited that you're here for this interview and this riff.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for this too. It's always amazing to find another person who is as into human design as I am. And of course, another projector as well. So it's going to be a great conversation.
0: Yeah. So you are a business coach. Mm -hmm. um and like you were just saying before you've done psychology um you've learned human design so you bring all these different things in when you are coaching your one-to-one clients and all the free content and stuff like that you do as well so um we're quite similar because I do very similar stuff as well but human design is quite new to me so um yeah I've only really delved into it in the last six months and I'm currently learning it, but uh, you know, you've been doing this for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, you incorporate that into all of your coaching, which is incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's, um, it's been a real eye opener and for someone who's come from a very scientific background, I really struggled with human design at the start. I actually really resisted it. But I kept feeling this, this pull back to it. Um, and as I delved into it, realized how much science is actually, how much of it is actually science and uh, couldn't resist it. And now it's just a part of everything that I do. And I actually couldn't imagine life without it because it has changed so much for me personally. And of course, for clients as well.
0: Mm, I'm exactly the same because like you said at the beginning we're both um, projectors so we're very similar and um, we're going to really dive deep into the whole deconditioning today because I think a lot of people don't understand that uh, we are all uh, here with a different human blueprint to create life differently and um um, I want to hear a bit about like when you found out, because I know when I found out I was a projector, I went to bed crying that night because I realized that I wasn't as fucked up as I thought I was. Yeah. I that, holy moly. I knew I was different. I knew I couldn't keep up in some areas, but I also knew that um, I was psychic as, and I didn't understand exactly. So I actually went to be crying realizing that I had been trying to function as another human design. Yes. as <laughs> rather amazing. How did that come about for you and how did that feel when you realized that you were actually a projector in the human design?
1: Oh my god, great question. Um, So I discovered human design, I was on a photo shoot in Bali, (laughs) of course Bali, everything happens in Bali, it's just (laughs) the most magical place and my photographer who's also a really good friend of mine, at the end of the shoot she said to me hey what's your human design and I was like I have no idea what you're talking about no, no idea what is this thing so she of course looked up my chart for me and she also a projector said to me oh my god I knew you were a projector oh my god I knew it um, and I of course didn't know what that means so she kind of looked at my chart unpacked it a little bit for me right then and there and then I you know I was like I, I think anybody who's discovered human design will know the feeling of like oh, that's interesting. I want to go and find out more about it. And I think projectors are especially like this. We tend to go down the rabbit hole of human design and like, oh my God, I need to know more about it. So back when I was back at the villa in Bali that night, I you know, went on and did some research about it. What does it mean to be a projector? Of course, got all the information that's online. I actually felt a little bit more confused. And so I kind of retreated from it a little bit. And it wasn't until um, a couple months later, January 2020, that I actually started getting drawn back to it again and um, did a, did a reading with someone. That's what it was and found out more about what it actually means to be a projector. And at that point, so similar to you, I just felt so like validated, like, holy moly, I have been trying to live my life as this other person, as a generator, Mm -hmm. trying to go, trying to, trying to do, trying to do all of the things But when I found out, especially the little piece about like your power is in helping guide energy, shift energy, um, help people see where their genius zones are and work more in their genius zones. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I was born to do. That is who I am like at my core. And so I think that that was then when I fell down the rabbit hole even more. And I was like, okay, now I need to know everything. So then it became a real experiment for me as it, as it is supposed to be like, okay, how can I live more of my design? And then I started playing with it with my clients um, and then, yeah, I did my reader training course and it's been a part of my business and my life ever since.
0: I love it. And the funny thing is, mine was of course mine was similar because yeah. um, it was a it was about six months beforehand someone said, Hey, check out what your human design is. And I'm I'm a I'm a medium, I'm an intuitive. So for me, um I feel energy sometimes. I, I don't really see people, I kind of see them, I don't see Physically, I, yeah. I miss things. There could be a crane outside my house and sometimes I won't even see it. Like it's crazy. <laughs> People are like, what is wrong with you I'm like, I don't know. I just don't, I can't hear lyrics of songs. Anyway, um, so what happened with me was someone asked me to do that. I I did that, I was like, I don't know what that means. I actually flicked because I love sharing. I'm a connector, I love sharing, sharing, sharing. I want everyone to know the truth about everything. So I've always been this way since I was a yeah. little girl. And I was flicking it through people going, go check out this, go check out this. And they go, what is this? I don't know. I'm just sending you the link. And then it wasn't until six months later that, um, but I, because obviously I knew I needed to share it, but I didn't know what it was. So this is actually just coming (laughs) to me right now. So it's actually like so embarrassing. Like, what was I thinking? And then six months later, then it was like I was ready. So it's like I wasn't ready until I was ready, just like you, you're like, ah, and you, And I'm finding I'm bringing it into all of my client stuff. It's like I can't not. It's just like I can't not talk about spirit because spirit is very clear to me. It's my niche. Um, And now I'm noticing that in my reckless mediumship and my relationship blocks with my one-to-one clients, I'm always coming back to the human design. And just to give you guys, if you are listening to this on the podcast and you are kind of like, what are they talking about? Um, there is essentially five designs. So there's projector, generator, many gen, reflector, um, and manifester And they're basically like different um, would you say it's like a different blueprint for the different kind of human um human suit?
1: Yeah, so they're they're referred to as energy types. Mm, that's um, it. Yeah, so. I mean, every person on the earth has a different blueprint because your blueprint is made up of so many other things other than just your type, which is, it's very complicated. Um, but yeah, energy types are the five main things that, you know, you, it's one of the first things that you look at in human design, because that gives you uh, what your strategy is. And that's how you really are supposed to respond to the world and have the, how the respo- how the world will respond best to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, really, really crucial piece of it.
0: Yeah. So, and and like from what I've learned, because I know um, I know quite a lot about like I say, get mixed up with words and stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, um, and being dyslexic, um, I honestly feel like that's a part of my gift because mm. I see energy, so not so much words. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing your energy type, like like when we're saying we're a projector, um, this can change everything. And everything. For me, what has changed knowing I'm a projector is that I know that I don't have as much energy to burn, mm-hmm. that long burn like the world has been conditioned to be as a generator. Mm-hmm. Therefore, like I messaged you and Donna and all these other people that are, are like, we call them mermaids because I'm like, I'm having a mermaid bath. I'm having a mermaid bath. I'm going to relax <laughs> right now. And people are yeah. just like, yeah, me too. Yeah, That's how we make money.
1: Yeah, We make money. By relaxing.
0: By relaxing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to talk about deconditioning.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think everyone, um, because of what we were saying before, everyone's got their own blueprint. We all are subject and have been subject to our own very specific flavor of conditioning. Um, And it's the the beauty, I think, in human design is, yeah, one of it, it's great to know what your design is. But the second part is the journey that you're then going to go on. Figuring out where you've been conditioned, where you've been open to thinking that you have to live life a different way to what's normal and natural to you and how that has really led you down the wrong pathways. And then, of course, learning to how how's best for me to respond to the world? How's best for me to show up? And often that can be quite scary because it is different to what we've been taught. So especially for for projectors, Our strategy, as you know, is to be invited into things, which is so converse from what we've been taught about the world, which is like, go out and grab what you want, initiate, do the thing, just go and take action. That's actually not correct for us specifically. And if anyone knows human design, if you're a manifester, which is only about 8% of the world, that's the only people in the world where initiating and going out and grabbing life and bringing it into you is actually appropriate. Um, so yeah we've all got we've all got conditioning in different areas um, and that I think is the beauty of figuring out human design and going through that pathway it's very very mm-hmm. cool
0: I think it's really important as well is to know when you're deconditioning to give yourself some grace like you mm-hmm. said it's an experience yeah. and and it's an experiment you actually said yeah. so um, I know for me it's only been six months and mm-hmm. I've had like my first kind of six-figure um you know, yeah within my very young and kind of business because, of mm-hmm. course, I'm constantly pivoting and changing and bringing yes. in those niches because these exactly. are not meant to be like the manifestors, which are like yeah. or the managers or even the generators. The generators, of yeah. course, are pretty good at their, knowing their structures and stuff. But it's really interesting to calibrate your life mm. and constantly try to recalibrate and recalibrate and recalibrate while you're deconditioning and yeah. reconditioning and it's like, this is why I'm saying, you know, everyone requires to give themselves some grace because yep. I heard somewhere um, from another human design reader that it takes around about seven years or something to yep. reprogram.
1: Yeah, it can do. Yeah, it can take a very, very long time to reprogram and, and decondition it. It's totally a journey.
0: Yeah, Such is life, I suppose. Such uh, is
1: life. <laughs> life, absolutely. And yeah. um, as you were talking then, I just like something really, you know, clicked for me and I'm sure it's clicked for a particular reason. So I'll share if that's okay with you. Yeah. Um is that, you know, when you are in this deconditioning process, you know, it's pivot, 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 pivot because you're learning so much all the time. But if we were to, you know, the conditioning that a lot of us have been taught to do is like be consistent, be disciplined, stay on the one path, do the one thing, like you know, make sure you don't veer off your path, don't get distracted. And if we were to live by that, then we're actually ignoring, you know, what's magical to us in that pathway of deconditioning. So that's just another place where we have to look at where is that idea come from about us having to be consistent or us having to be disciplined? Because actually, whether or not you like consistency or discipline is actually in our charts as well. Mm. which you'll probably know and it is right for some people to be consistent and it is right for some people to be disciplined but it's not right for others to be and so there's all these different places where we need to just bring so much awareness to why am I thinking that I have to do this a particular way look at my chart what feels natural to me and then experiment with because it is such an experiment doing it in the way that I feel like is going to be right for me and kind of going against what we've been taught, which can be so, so scary. Um, and it is a real leap of faith often mm. because you, you're you going against decades of learning. I have to do it this way. I have to do it that way. If I, if I don't do it that way, I won't be successful. So it can be really, really scary at some points.
0: Yeah. And it can be really scary and confusing because mm-hmm. like this is what we both do with our clients. We, yeah. You know, especially being business coaches as well. I don't call myself a business coach, but I certainly help practitioners and holistic yeah. practitioners launch their businesses and get to their team k months type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, like, it's the push, push, push. It's the consistency, consistency, consistency. Yeah. It's all these different flows. But we have to test. And yeah. even though I teach consistency and showing up, because I think it's really yeah. important to show up in mm-hmm. whatever way, I'm always adding in the, you, how does this feel for you? And let's test yep. to see what works. Yep. And you have been conditioned to look at the external to see what's going to make them happy, them happy, them happy, them happy. Yep. What do my clients want? And I keep saying to my clients, it doesn't matter what your clients want, what lights you up yep. and bring those clients into you. So you have to go against what you were taught about being the people pleaser and working yep. hard for your money and go, hang right. on, hang on, hang on. What would happen if I was being a selfish bitch? and it's so funny I actually have this saying and I say are you willing to be the demon bitch from hell Mm. because I do a lot of consciousness work and people go no and I go okay so we're going to work together and then I say to them about a couple after my program or whatever are you willing to be the demon bitch from hell and I go yes yeah it's about being all energies and allowing yourself to choose what energy you desire to be
1: That's it. Having no judgment about if that's how you want to show up right now, then that is actually what's right for you. And, you know, I, I, th- I think this is something that, the gener- that we can really learn from generators. So for those of you who are listening, who don't necessarily know about generators, generators are here to do what lights them up, essentially, like they respond with their gut. And so they'll get a gut pull towards particular things when things are right for them to do and they will get a gut like no, like a contraction when something is not right for them. So they are supposed to do what lights them up. That is their job. That is their job to just follow what they love. But one of the biggest pieces of conditioning that they come up against is, but I have to do what other people want me to do. I have to do it the way that they want me to do it. I have to um, give of myself in a way that I don't want to. And I think there's something really cool that we can all, regardless of our energy type, learn from that is that it's actually safe to follow what you want to do. Because if it's a true desire, if that desire is actually truly there from you, from the divine, from the universe, it's been placed in your pathway and your response to it is a, yes, I want to do that. Then how can that be wrong? How could that possibly mm-hmm. be wrong? It's got to be the right next step for you. And this is something I've been playing with with clients recently. is like There's a whole new level of trust of like, if you desire it, it's safe to go after it. Mm -hmm. And I love that way of living your life because it's like, well, there's no judgment. There's no wrong. There's no, will it lead me down the right path? Because you're not to know what the right path is for Mm -hmm. you. All you need to do is keep trusting that the next thing that you desire will be there. But we have so much judgment about doing it the way that we want to or having the goal that we really want. Like the thing that I'm working a lot with clients a lot a lot at the moment is like set the bigger goal that you actually want stop Mm. playing smaller because Mm. you think that that's what the next right step is set the thing that you actually want and go after it unapologetically and it will come but you have to drop the judgment because that's often what holds ourselves back
0: Mm. it's it's self I've actually got a few generators my husband being one which is yeah. really interesting with um our work dynamics because mm-hmm. I'm clearly very different yeah um and he's like can we just can we do some work and I'm like yeah let's go to the beach <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like oh my god and then it wasn't until I actually made 7k when I was lying on the beach sitting on yeah. the beach he went I think this stuff is real and I'm like yeah told you, told you. Uh, I was going to spend a grand shopping and went to the beach and then like made 7k that day so he was like this is insane but um what I was when I what I what I wanted to get to was I've got a couple of clients that are generators and mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm diving into their auras um that they beat themselves up, that they go into judgment and they have a lot of the self-talk of Mm. you're not good enough, you can't do it. And um, I try to get them out of their heads to go, but what is it that you want? Because they always say, what is it that people want from me? And I go, I don't care. Yeah. What is it? Like, yeah, we can dig into their pain points and their pleasure points. Of course, that stuff is um, psychology when it comes to trying to pull people in that you want to help so much. Yeah. But- the generators and in my experience I have a lot of many gens around me and projectors Mm, yeah but the few generators that I do have that I do feel really close to they do have this self-talk and they do get really upset and beat themselves up Mm -hmm. so when deconditioning as a generator what is the things that you because it's one thing saying do this and do this and do this Mm. but how do we like Talk to them to really um and this goes for people who are listening who have got children as generators and partners and yeah. generators and uh workmates or colleagues uh, whatever but what would you say to that about knowing what they want do you mean knowing how that they can decondition so then mm. they can actually strive for their future goals and believe they're going to have them instead of beating themselves yeah. up yeah, yeah. I know that's a very, so, very open question.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. And I think um, I'll answer this probably for, through a psychology behavioral lens at the same time. And that is that conditioning is a result of us learning through reinforcement or punishment that there is a consequence to a particular action that we make, right? So we learn to be a particular way throughout our childhood, throughout our lives, based on how other people respond to us. And that's true of everyone, no matter which energy type you are. Um, that's just behavioral science. So when we're going about deconditioning, we, we can't just do it in our minds. And I think this is the, a huge mistake that the coaching industry has fallen into is like just work with the mind. It's great. Fabulous, but you have to integrate it. You have to actually take the action and learn. You have to retrain yourself to learn that that action is actually safe. It's fine. It feels good. We need to give ourselves an opportunity to what we would say is contact the reinforcement in the real world. So if you are like, if you, no matter which type you are, if you're worried about doing things a different way, You've got to get yourself to a point where you can actually just take the, take the action and either not care as much about what other people think, which is, I understand that's a big thing to go through, you know, people pleasing. We have to really like work a lot on that to make sure that we're not, you know, placing our, placing our locus of control outside of us. Um, But we have to learn that it's actually safe for us to behave in a particular way because that's the way that we want to create, that's the way we want to behave. Um, and also the other part of it is learning that, especially as genes or man genes who are there to respond with their gut, is that if something is a like, can I swear on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If something is like a <laughs> fuck yeah for you, because that's, I think, the best way to describe it. If something is like a fuck yes, I have to do that, then that is safe for you. But you can only learn that that is safe by actually taking the action and realizing
0: that it's safe.
1: Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
0: Yeah, it's actioning. Yeah, actioning. yeah it's actioning. And- it's, it's really important, and that's that's why it's so funny because I, I'm always teaching about shifting consciousness and using tools and tapping into spirit, all these different things, but I end up making all these workbooks because yeah. I'm like, I have to make these workbooks yeah. and they have to go through it. And then I realize in my own deconditioning process because I've been doing de-conditioning, deconditioning for a good five years since I had yeah. a breakdown um, and spirit came through. And mm. basically I up-leveled massively and it hurt. Really, yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah, and um, but then this piece of puzzle, the human design puzzle, came in, and I was like, "That is the piece I've been missing," which is yes. actually how to structure my life. I spent hours and hours and hours with my coach putting my structures into my day but it never felt right I probably spent six hours with her never felt right and now I just go how am I feeling today where am I in my cycle what what's the moon doing I'm gonna relax but um yeah anyway going back to that I realized in my own deconditioning process I had to go through the actionable steps which wasn't just with my mind wasn't even just the action it was going through the process of what am I feeling? What am I yeah. ready to let go of? Who do I require to forgive? And I actually now go through a process. I, I release with my emotions. I release mm. with the deconditioning. I see the codes of human behavior, all that type of stuff. And then yeah. I do a little burning ceremony. I do a little prayer. Nice. I go have a little bath yeah. and I document it all down. And with my projector vibes, is for all the projectors out there, I go pop that into a mini program or whatever, and I give it yeah. to my my paid group and go, so I just went and did it. this. I cried for two hours, guys. Go do this. So yeah. I think I um, listened to, uh, it was one of your posts and you said about being authentic mm. and going through the processes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how high level coach you are. You could be a million dollar, yeah. millionaire, billionaire coach. You have to always recalibrate, test things out, totally. decondition and recondition.
1: Yeah. yep. That's it. You've got to be walking your talk. Otherwise, people can feel that lack of integrity in what you're doing. We have mm. to go first. Yeah.
0: So for all the generator coaches out there, all the generators that are struggling with having to stick to the A to Z, I always say that oh generators God. go A to Z. <laughs> yeah. Many, and, and some people, some generators don't mesh with me like that because I am very, you know, I'm a three five, and the, mm-hmm. which there's a personality profile in the human design as well. I'm a three five, so I'm messy like i'm actually i'm messy learning i'm all over the place and people got to they're coming along for the way um right and sometimes the generators are like no i don't see the a to z and i go nah honey because i'm right down at the e and then we're going to go to the g and then we're going to go up Mm -hmm. to the a again and then we're going to go down to the x (laughs) yeah so it's like be willing to be messy and to break it up a little bit eh?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, like I said before, we've all got things to learn from other people who have different blueprints to us. And that's, I think, one of the really cool things about the three line. Like you said, you're a three five and that three line is all about being in it and learning by um, learning by experience. And that's so cool. And I think because of the way that human design works, there's a lot of people who have that three line for the first 30 years of their life. So for a lot of us, at, just coming out of that 30, like age 30, we're realizing, Oh my God, I've gone through so much stuff. Like, cause I'm a 6'2, which means for the first 30 years of my life, I had that three line and it was all about learning, um, experimenting, making the mistakes, living it. And now I'm in the second 30 years of my life, which is, um, all about like retreating a little bit and making sense of it and finding the codes and really working on like my way of doing things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've all got really cool things to learn from everyone else in human design. But the most important thing is that we find what works for us. Mm. And that's the really cool thing that I love about human design is that it's it's like it gives you a permission slip to be you. Mm. It's like this is how you're supposed to be, which might feel a bit scary at the time because you've been taught that's not how you're supposed to be. But it's safe to be that person. You can go and be that person. And like enjoy that process and that's what I love about it
0: and play and play, play and play and play like today play. after this I'm uh, because it's a full moon I'm going to jump on my groups and do a little bit of a live but I know that I've overdone it a little bit this week yeah, and know. you know it, it makes me want to yeah. cry with emotion even though I don't have my own emotional authority um, <laughs> but i makes want to <laughs> cry because I'm just like oh my goodness, you know, I need to come back to me. So it means I'm going to go to the beach and have another bath and go see a friend and go get some Reiki done. So, you know, guys, if if you still don't know a lot about human design, you know, we have these, um, you know, emotional authority. So you're either a non-emotional authority or you're emotional authority. Um, There's channels and there's gates and there's um, basically the different um, energy, the meridians, but um, it's kind of a little bit of a different... um, it's a little bit different to the seven system um and you can have open you can have them as an open or closed so um there's so much information that you can go learn those basics of the human yeah. design like Carly said it's actually really intricate yeah. but it's that jumping in that that rabbit hole like you said and once you go down it you get fascinated and you want to keep doing it so what do I want to ask you as well is something because I am so new to this, is mm-hmm. with relationships, right? So the five different uh, energy types have got five, mm-hmm. there's different strategies and there's non self themes. So mm-hmm. I know if I feel bitter, and I'm sure you're the same being a projector, if I start feeling bitter and frustrated, like I'm really bitter, like, oh, that person can't hear me. Yeah. If I answer my phone on a Sunday, yeah, and I wasn't prepared for it, and it's somebody asking something from me, on my Sunday when I've decided that I'm not looking at my phone I'm bitter at myself I'm bitter at the person for asking (laughs) me for something Um, so when it comes to relationships and this whole deconditioning to recondition
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, what is the best way to like for relationships because I don't know about you But with me, when people come up to work in my relational blocks or my magnificent mediumship, they have these gigantic quantum leaps. I do DNA activations. I do light language, all this stuff. They shift so hard and fast that sometimes they they feel a disconnect with those around them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do we yeah um even with me and my husband he knows his he knows his stuff I know my stuff but yeah. we're still trying to calibrate with how we fit in because it's like yeah we're, it's like we're two different beings Where well, we are yeah. but we're like we're from different <laughs> planets you know what I mean
1: totally okay so this is a great question um and I'll answer this probably through the lens of like my own personal relationship so um my husband is not he's not against human design he's just not into it like that's just not his thing um he's a manifester oh wow cool yeah he's a two four splenic manifester and I'm a six two emotional projector and so and I think this applies to actually this applies to whether or not you're into human design doesn't matter but as one person in the relationship who is into personal development and the other person who's not really against it but is just not in the world, as the person who's in the personal development world, you have to be very clear on knowing what you need from that person and getting really good at uh, explaining that and asking for that and not assuming that they are going to mind read you or be on the same page as you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the cool thing about having, throwing human design in the mix is if you understand what their type is, what their strategy, what their authority, what, like the way that they're going to be most helpful is that you can actually help shape them to do that. So my husband has no idea that I do this, but I've mm. like been helping him work into to be more of a manifester. Part of that has been, he would used to come to me and ask me for like, not like permission, but like, oh, I've got this idea that I want to go and do this thing. Do you think I should? Or like, do you think that would be okay? And I like I would I without knowing it back then, I used to just be like, yeah, babe, go and do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Like you just go and do it. Um, but what I didn't realize was that I was actually helping him. He was living his design, then he was coming to inform me that he was going to do something, which is a manifest strategy.
0: Yeah. Awesome for a manifest to actually inform you.
1: (laughs) Totally, totally. Um, but I have had to kind of shift the way I respond to him now. And I don't, I'm not like, discounting the fact that he's asking or telling me, I'm like, yeah, like go and do it. That sounds great. So it's not like permission giving. It's like, thanks for informing me and go Mm. and do it. So when you do have the understanding about how your better half or someone in your life is, you know, supposed to interact with the world more efficiently based on human design, you can help bring that out in them by creating the conditions to help them see that that's okay, rather than perpetuating the conditioning that they've always been a part of, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and so of course you can't expect them to mind read and know what you need and know what's going to be best for you, but you can train them. And this is what I think in general, we need to get a lot better at is just asking for what we need and knowing that what we need is actually okay. And that in a relationship, being able to ask what we need and have our needs been met is such a crucial part. Mm. So I think there's those those two parts to it has been asked what you need and knowing how they're going to best interact so that you can kind of perpetuate those ideas and help them with their deconditioning without actually having to go into it with them. Does that
0: make sense? Mm, yeah absolutely and I think also I just want to add in there is making sure you do you first.
1: Totally. So
0: this is all like what you've said is perfect for if you've yeah. already done you a little bit okay yeah we're gonna always do us Totally. But Always yeah. do you. So before, when I was a little bit frustrated, like the story I was telling you before um, we started yeah. talking, I was a little bit frustrated. I was standing there naked in the um, yeah. bathroom doing my makeup. My husband comes along. He's responding to something because that's his, you know, strategy to something I said, and I was not willing. I did did mm. not give him that invitation. I was yeah. not like, and I was just said. No, what are you doing? Stop! I'm sta- I don't. I don't mind being naked at all, but I'm standing here naked. The last thing I want to do is talk it's about a clients and yeah. how to respond to them. Get out! And I yep. locked the door. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, I was trying to help and respond because he's a worker bee and yeah, so are the yeah. managers, But I'm not. I'm a guide, yep. and I will come back to that. And I will be very be yep. the CEO. But it knocked me, and it took mm-hmm. me straight into oh no, oh no, what have I yes. done? I've got to respond. No, 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 because that's no. me being my non-self. That's um, so come into ourselves and be all of ourselves and then help them. And one thing that I did, we do this stuff unconsciously as well because we are naturally these these um, energy types. Mm-hmm. So one thing I did with my husband and he, and I didn't recognize it actually. And he said to me in the car yesterday, you have helped me, you've life coached me because I'm a life coach. You have helped me be all of what I am mm-hmm. because like not taking credit for doing that, but I've, I was doing that. Like you said, like yeah. I was, he would say, I want to do this. And I go, go do it. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. You just have to basically have the balls to do it and take that step and have that faith that, that the universe, God, the divine source mm-hmm. is all going to back you. And now Because of that, and he started seeing what I was implementing, how I was actually aligning to my design, he now works for me in my business and doesn't go to an hourly paid job. That's awesome. He said, why would I do that when you can make Mm -hmm. so much money by helping so many people and I am the other half? I'm shit at tech. He's amazing. He does all my funnels. He does all my emails. He does, I mean, not my emails, my um, website. He does all of these things. And the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing about that is, if you can know how that human code works as well, yeah what do you require from them and what mm-hmm. do they require from you? Yep. Yeah. That's it. And I know that, um, I can't remember what my husband is, but he's very much, he loves the touch. He loves touch and mm-hmm. being in a community mm-hmm. and I love to be alone and mm-hmm. having baths. Like, yeah. And if you can respect the other person and what That's I see it. time and time again, even not in the personal um, development world and people that I don't work with, but like friends and all that type of stuff is people have expectations of their partners yeah. and sometimes they are unrealistic. Sometimes yeah. it's like, You sign that piece of paper, so you have to make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not real. No. None of it is real. We're here to be within ourselves and share the experience with somebody because we adore them and because when you put these two blueprints together. Yeah you kind of like you can help each other and always recalibrating somewhere like they got it wrong with Cinderella and you know and they lived happily ever after they didn't (laughs) like actually go into that next part of okay so the prince and Cinderella need to calibrate because she's their little slave girl and he's a small little ship Mm -hmm. so let's put them together so then they can create their own kind of life and be in harmony and I wish they did that next level <laughs> well,
1: that, that's part of our conditioning isn't it the media and what we watch what we what we see on tv what we hear what we read about it's all part of our conditioning and that's it like we're taught that the other person will make us happy but actually you cannot expect someone else to make you happy if you do not know how to make yourself happy
0: it's actually it's actually impossible and actually um awesome. i think there's this um this strong polarity with um you know this kind of coming into aligning to your design and also going to the doctor for depression um now I'm no psychologist or anything like that but what I have experienced from myself is when I was saying to my husband um I want to die. I want to die. I mm-hmm. want to die. There was a lot of entities and stuff going on too. But, um, and he was getting frustrated and angry because he's working all day long. He's coming yeah. home and helping me with the kids. I'm wanting to die. And he's just like angry because he's like, I, yeah. I and, and then he's he's like, but I'm depressed. And we were this, this one big shit show. This was only like yeah. five years ago. And now we sit there and we smile at each other in the middle of the day and go, should we take the kids to the movies today? Maybe we should go to the pools. Oh, let's have movie night. And we're so happy. And it's been 20 years that we've been together, Mm -hmm. 20 years. And, you know, for anyone who's having this this stuff going on in their relationships and that they're wanting to do the self-development and aligning to their design, but they're afraid of leaving, you know, their husband behind, you know, you and I both, are doing this, and our husbands aren't like, "Oh yeah, actually, it's this, it's this, yeah. it's this." Um, they just they're doing them, we're doing us, and we Except. do it in this harmony because we it's know so ourselves beautiful. what we require.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and like I just think that's so powerful because it is a real fear that a lot of people have. Like, what if I outgrow my partner? And I did have that. I did have that thought a few years ago. Like, what if, what if he doesn't want to come along for the ride? But they do because of course they do like at their soul level of course they want to step into their highest possible self of course they do but we just have to find a way to bring the barriers down and if we're going about it in the way that's like you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way or blah 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 you're doing it wrong you criticize 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 like Mm. that's not going to get anyone anywhere like you think about like how you get children to do stuff (laughs) they don't want to do. Mm. Right? You don't tell them that they have to do it. You help them to see why they want to do it and why it's important for them and and you can do that very very gently in relationships. It doesn't have to happen like this. And I think that's mm. the other thing to remember is that like you're saying that happened 5 years ago, mm. nothing changes overnight like and you know the deconditioning process you know, wherever you look, there's going to be different information about this. But like you said, sometimes it takes mm-hmm. seven years, some, you know, can take longer, depends on how well you're actually living that experiment.
0: Mm. And if is, you dive yeah, straight into it, kind of like yeah. what we did, like, I mean, we had that little, like, let's sit on this, and then we did the dive. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I'm constantly quantum leaping, and I'm yeah. doing it fast, and I'm going through another quantum leap right now, mm-hmm. um, and I'm seeing synchronicities, and there's spirit, yeah. and there's angels, and all these different things. But the thing is, you know, when I was in that, I want to die the interesting thing is when my husband reflected that back to me, cause he's an emotional authority and I'm a non-emotional mm-hmm. authority. So I can feel his things turned up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm feeling all the stuff he's feeling it. And then, so I went, Oh, you poor baby. Oh, you poor baby. We'll book you in at the doctor's. Hour. And I actually completely stood out of myself and went into this whole, I have to help him. And I ignored mm-hmm. myself. And so when we do that and we go into saving mode, or anything like that then we are missing the point of coming back to ourselves because we if you're going to be the rock if you're going to be the roots you have to come in and make sure that that foundation is so strong if my husband I say this all the time if him and I did not work Mm -hmm. I would still still will have chosen myself Mm -hmm. because with no judgment that commitment yeah. I commit to myself, I commit to my living, I commit to consciousness, and I commit to being, you know, living my, my mission here on purpose, mm-hmm. and that means I choose me first and foremost. I will never give up myself or anybody else, and when I made that decision, everything landed. My husband, he rose, and He walks around singing and this is we've suffered massive amounts of depression. We've been together from 16 and 17. Our families were like breaking up and there was drama, drama, drama. We didn't know anything Mm. from a psychology point of view. We didn't know how to have a relationship that was solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have it modeled to you. You didn't have that from the get go. Yeah. Mm.
0: But we're still deconditioning.
1: Of course we are. We go through our entire lives. It's not a one and done kind of thing. And that's, Mm the beautiful thing about the personal development world I think like it's just you work on yourself and the external stuff will fall into place but actually when you're working on yourself and you're fulfilled within yourself and you like the person that you are that's actually all that matters that is the answer to thriving like that's it
0: it's so much fucking fun (laughs) it's so much fun yeah so much fun I love being happy and I tell you what like and I'm sure you agree with this like as coaches that are actually making money Mm. actually that one percent of people who we've gone no no no, we're going to get this it's coming unshakable faith that I believe that all my dreams are happening and it's happening right now and it gets really exciting when we're in the bath eh, like swimming away going yeah and the money is going to be going ding 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 (laughs) so it's my visuals um but as this is happening you know it's really important to know that um, you just have to keep going. You just have mm. to keep going. You just have to keep growing. You just have to keep feeling that faith and just yeah. just don't ever, ever, ever give up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I Do think you? yeah, yeah. there's two main parts to that and I want to just like hone back in on them because people mm. miss one or the other is that yes, it's action, but it's faith-filled action. Mm-hmm. There is no point taking any action if you don't believe that that action is going to create what you want it to create zero point exactly (laughs) which is why most people are so not they're not getting what they want it's why most coaches don't succeed it's why most businesses don't succeed is that because they don't actually want they don't want the outcome which sounds weird to say it right because of course you think oh yeah i want the money i want this fame i want the success but your conditioning is getting in the way because your conditioning has taught you it's not safe it's not possible it's not it's going to be too hard it's going to be blah 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 Um, don't be a show-off don't be a show-off in Australia and New Zealand we have tall poppy syndrome like yeah there's all these things that get in the way of it so we have to be really open to looking at what is the conditioning that's going to get in the way of me actually achieving that like you actually can't ignore this like it's not a choice
0: (laughs) you can't you can't and money is not the thing that's what I wanted to say when before I went onto my tangent and I said like disappearing (laughs) (laughs) I literally I was like okay I've I've totally disappeared with my point but the point I wanted to say thank you for reminding me is it's about the joy it's about the fun it's Mm. about being magnetic the money's the thing like when I say when we're in the bath doing our mermaid thing and the money's coming it's because we're having so much fun in the bath it is never about the money and when you've got your messaging um Um, like for me, when I had my messaging about money, about, Mm -hmm. um, I I was wonky and I knew that I was there to help people, but the money is not the driving force for me. And every time I feel like, Oh, I'm going to ski, I need some money. I need to pay the mortgage because my wage is what pays for the things. Yeah. Um, I know I'm out of alignment because all I care about is making a difference. It's all I've ever cared about yeah. my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And for those people that are listening to this that are going, I'm a scarcity. I need money. I need money. I need money. I want money. I want money. Want yeah. means lack it
1: in the old dictionary.
0: You yeah. Saying, I want money. You're saying, I lack money. <laughs> yeah. So start being money and going, yeah. what would make me just so damn happy today?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, you know, if you go do that, then you're inviting more money in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's the precursor. I, yeah, yeah. So
0: people think that people with money, especially coaches, uh, are—they yeah. think, "Oh, there's something wrong there." Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a—they're on this. You know, Luke, my husband, used to say it's like Amway. It's like a MLM for coaches mm-hmm. because you're always up-leveling. And then yeah. it wasn't until I started he was realizing that I was actually making money because I was having coaches and doing yeah. the deconditioning. Yeah. That's what it's all about yeah. that I started making money. So he's yeah. like, oh, my God, this stuff works. So anyone yeah. who's listening who's, like, thinking that we are all strategy and structure and bringing in money because um, we're money-driven – it's the complete opposite.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I've um, gone through so many iterations of this in my head. Like part of the part of it is like actually because I have a um, defined ego. So I've had to make friends with my materialism because I actually have that gate. Like I have that gate that says like I want, I want the materialist. What is that things. gate? Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It connects to the emotional center.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Um, so I've had to make friends with that. Mm -hmm. I had to like overcome that. Like, Oh my God, people are going to judge me for like having the things, having the money, blah, 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 blah. And that has been like, that's actually been my journey so far in the last sort of six weeks or so is like getting Mm -hmm. to a new level of being okay with that. Because my next level is fully materialistic. Like Mm -hmm. if you look at, if you look at the goals, like, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I'm not wanting them because I want the things. I want the goal because of how many people I'm Mm. going to be helping along Mm -hmm. the way. But I have to be friends with the fact that that's going to get me like luxury in all of areas Mm. of my life and know Mm. that I'm going to be okay with that. So it's like having this balance in your head of like, yeah, I want the money. Yeah. I want the luxury lifestyle. Yeah. I want all the things, but it's not why I want to go to the next level. Why I want to go to the next level is actually just about me fulfilling my greatest purpose, which to yeah. me is making sure that everyone wakes up on a Monday morning fucking stoked for their lives. Yeah. Like that's it. Um, so like I think it's important to balance both, but know that just going after the money is not really
0: going to help you. Well, it's not going to make you the money. But like, I mean of course, yeah. if you're going to be like a lawyer or, you know, if, if you're going to be in an industry that's high paying and yada, 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 then you're going to yep. make money that way. But for a projector, for us who we, we want to work five hours max, a day, yeah. like max, max. <laughs> um, and having, you know, like 20K months or so, like mm. we have to really, really dive into that design. And I, I just find it it is actually fascinating. My, I've got the, the gate or the channel, sorry, the line that mm. is the fear, um, so it goes from the fear to that kind of that throat. So I've got a defined mm-hmm. throat and mm-hmm. a defined um heart, or whatever mm-hmm. the yellow one is in the middle, yep. Um, and yes, the, the one to the left that's defined, so I've only got the three, mm-hmm. um, and that is connected to that heart. So I feel that fear anyway, and I do it, mm. and I show up because making a difference to the people and realizing I can see you so can you because we're projectors we can see this vision and we can see yeah. people and their gifts and we see the magic in it and because I can see it so damn clearly nothing mm-hmm. can stop me so I'm yeah. always yelling at people going you're amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: so that's, that's been one of the most fun things that I have loved about recognizing like my uniqueness and human design because I thought everyone could
0: see that me too. Me too. Can't. <laughs> they can't. They cannot see it. You're like, I'm like, can you not see your gifts? Your no, and like, they
1: cannot. No. No. But that's also one of the things that, like, really funnily enough as projectors we see that in other people but we can't see ourselves as clearly <laughs> so that's part of our deconditioning to recognize our gifts because that is actually what makes us as projectors magnetic is when we recognize ourselves
0: ah, ah did you know that yeah. oh yeah oh i like that. i don't even i don't think i know that i just know yeah. that i can't see myself very well um, mm-hmm. my voice i used to explain to my friends when i was a little girl because i'm very vocal <laughs> i would yeah. say I feel like I should be up here. Yeah. while I'm watching everybody, I yeah. but I feel like I feel like I was on a TV program because I was watching everything, but I couldn't see myself. Mm-hmm. And I'd say like, do you feel like it's weird that you're here? And like, I really um, resonate with Starseeds and I, I do light language and stuff. So light yeah. things and stuff is a big thing for me. Um, and people would go, we don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. I'd be like, mom, mom, you need to take me to the doctor. I'm really fucking weird. There's <laughs> something wrong with me. And she was worried Aww. about me because I was so different. Yeah. I was so really shy too. Really super duper duper shy. Yeah. Right. Um, And it's really probably because I was the first child. But yeah, it's actually, it's just, it's just mind blowing. So mm. basically, would you agree with me when I say, you know, for anyone who's going, okay, guys, thanks for all that information. What do I do with it now? <laughs> to look at your energy type Look at what you are out of those five designs. Like look at the energy type. And then like, I know there's channels. I know there's your personality profile. I know that there's all these stuff, but coming into that energy type and looking at the strategy, looking at the non-self thing. So if you start feeling bitter, which is Mm -hmm. a projected thing or frustrated, Mm -hmm. like the managers are generated, know that, okay, I, I require to recalibrate right now. I need to recalibrate and come back to me and adjust and do whatever's required because I'm feeling like I am not in alignment and then coming back into yourself. And that's where we can start and looking at what really lights you up. Totally. Yeah. So if
1: anyone doesn't like have a relationship with human design already, the best place to start is with your strategy and your authority. So your strategy comes from your energy type. So each of the five types has a different strategy Um, and then your authority, which is what you and I were just talking about before is like emotional or any of the others. Um, so like emotional, sacral, splenic, blah, 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 blah. There's um, a few of them. So learning, and that's how you're making decisions. So that's how Mm -hmm. you should, how you go about making decisions about what to do next or whether something is right for you. If you can nail down those two things then they say that everything else will fall into place.
0: And just to, um, I just want to add a little bit there as well, because I was really confused when I heard about splenic though, you're splenic Mm -hmm. authority. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So (laughs) uh, just to kind of let you know, like emotional authority, um, like every every one of those authorities, um, there's a different way that you react. Like for instance, I'm splenic, which means that I get these hits. When I have an idea, like uh, when I asked you for this interview, I was like, Hey Carly, I've just had this idea, like, like yes. right now, like not yesterday or I haven't been thinking about it for no. a week. And this is right something now. I realized I was different to other people mm. because I was like, no, no, no. I've just had this idea now because people think, oh, I wonder how long she's been sitting there thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that it's what I want to do, and I want to do it now. So, yeah. you can please book in a time? And people go, yep. okay. So I'm splenic. Um, I know that with the sacral. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you you get a hit and yeah, then so you yes wait. I know. So you get a yes uh, or no. And then do you wait a little bit to no. see if you get that again? No. So Never it mind.
1: really depends. So this is where it gets a little bit confusing because you can so sacral authority, if you are if you are a generator or a manifesting generator, you will either be an emotional authority or you'll be a sacral authority. It has to be one of those mm-hmm. two. So mm-hmm. if you are an emotional authority, sacral like generator or a manifesting generator, it's your job to. Yes, you still use your gut for decisions. So you still figure out if something is a hell yes, if your body says yes to it or if your body says no to it. But you have to make sure if you're an emotional that you are in a in a place where you're very like cool, you're calm, you're collected, you're pretty even. Because if you're emotional, you're going to have a natural emotional wave. So um, depending on your chart, We've all got different waves, but for example, mine is a what's called a build-up wave, and so um, every three weeks or so, I get to a like a crescendo, and I have to have a cry, I have to have a release, I have to go for a run, and I have to just like sort of like express that emotion. And mm-hmm. if I were to make a decision at that particular point in time, it wouldn't necessarily be right for me, mm-hmm. and so but I'm not a sacral, so it's slightly different. So if you are, if you have that sacral authority as well, then you just have to make sure that you wait until you are cool, calm, collected before you ask your gut if that's going to be right for you or not. Does that make mm-hmm.
0: sense? Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's the emotional wave as well. So if you do have a defined emotional center, mm-hmm. um, you know, you do go through these waves. I've got a friend currently on a wave and she's mm-hmm. just like, oh and my husband I used to go oh my god what is wrong with him he goes he I go oh he's he's doing that thing again this is before human design but he's doing that thing and he, he would glaze over he would have anxiety he would start freaking out he would start yeah. going and I was like what has happened to my lovely calm beautiful crew he's really cruisy we're the yeah. officers yeah um, and he would just be going through this giant wave and I actually thought mm-hmm. it was like a, a depression thing that mm. is in the dna and stuff but yeah. this is where i want you guys and i want to tell the world that we have these natural waves yeah and and if you're non-defined in the emotion you can feel other people things so i would yeah. feel his turned up and yeah. i'd be like oh, oh i'm feeling like God. there's so much intensity <laughs> right now yeah and it's not my own emotion so if you yeah. are like then you've got this kind of um non-defined um emotional center, you really want to be able to say, you know, who does this belong to? Return yeah. to center with consciousness. Yeah. So then it can actually be this beautiful reflection back to that person. That's how my husband and I, going back to relationships, mm-hmm. how we help each other out is we yeah. reflect on each other. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's and being an emotional and having an, a husband who is non-emotional, one of the things that I've had to have like one of the things I've had to ask him to do is when I'm in that place to just be there for me, to validate mm-hmm. to be there. Because that and I also have obviously got to validate myself for being in that place, not make it mean anything, which is really important. Cause I, mm. like, I find that my anxiety will increase if I resist that emotional wave. Like, if I'm like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me, or I have to attribute it to something or doing something wrong, that resistance to it in itself, like just causes way more anxiety. So I just have to be like, oh my God, I'm, I'm like, I'm out for the next day. Like mm-hmm. I just need to kind of crash. It's kind of like having PMS, mm. like. <laughs> Like you just need a little bit of time to just decompress for yourself. So
0: um, allow maybe, yourself, allow yourself the time. Like you said, I'm out totally. for the day. Allow yep. yourself to go, I'm, I'm not done. working today. I'm, I know one girl projector, emotional authority as well. And she mm-hmm. literally, she said, I've just taken three days off work and I'm going to bed. Yep. And I said, I'm so proud of you. I'm yeah. so proud of you. And she's Massive. just like, because that's a big deal for her. And yes. and it doesn't make sense in this reality. Mm-hmm. Take the time off, come back to yourself and learn an easier way where yeah. you don't have to be wiped out for three days.
1: Totally, totally. And I love, I love the deconditioning that goes on underneath that surface, that it's like it's safe, it's okay for me to do nothing. And I'm still worthy, I'm still capable, I'm still amazing. Like, cause no matter what energy type we are, we will be conditioned that you have to do, 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 do. You've got to do stuff all the time. You need to be on. Um, and I, yeah, any, any chance I have to either help myself or a client recognize that it's not the doing that makes you worthy is
0: just such a mm. gift. Can I just ask you one more question? Yeah. Did you ever feel guilty? So this is something that I've Mm -hmm. deconditioned in the last year. So did you ever feel guilty for not being able to keep up with the generators and managers and the manifestors and all the other types, but predictors? Did you ever feel guilt with your Um, friends and family or get given a little bit of slack, like as in like, hey, you know, you Nana. Why do you feel like you've got to go to bed or like, Yeah. So, I used to drink a lot of alcohol, smoke, and drink a whole lot of coffee just to get through to my day yeah. as a hairdresser. And then, if I was going out, it would be like to kill, mm. to kill, to kill, to stay awake.
1: Interesting. So, guilt wasn't the emotion that I felt. But mm. so, I used to work as a behavior consultant. So, I used to work with, um, like in schools with kids with autism and wow. behavioral difficulties and things like that. So, uh, really stressful job and we had a big team um, and that job is very much go 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 it's all about the other person it's all about your client all the time you're going from one client to the next you're in a school city and you're like all the time you're going um, and I burnt out over and over and over and over and over again over and over and over again to the point that I was writing my master's thesis and I was like, what am I going to write this on? I'm going to write it on burnout. Cause I have mm. to figure out why this is happening. Cause I could see that it was happening to me, but not other people. And like, there were obviously a few select people in my teams as well, who would, it would happen to them as well. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't guilt. It was just like, am I not strong enough? Am Mm. I, is there something wrong with me that I'm not able to keep up with everyone else?
0: Fatigue or uh, celiac.
1: (laughs) To the point that like I burned myself out so badly that I had like a nervous breakdown, went to the doctor diagnosed with anxiety disorder, like had to go through therapy. Like, and then after I discovered human design, I was like, Oh my God, that's what it is. It's actually just that I can't keep up so much and I'm not supposed to be in there doing the work all the time um Isn't this, this
0: mirror just like hilarious? Like we've both been so we've both had nervous breakdowns. Yeah, we've, and and I noticed that with my projector, my projector clients. Um, one of them I love. She's been with me for about a year. She does all my mm-hmm. things, my programs, and she said, you know, um, she's emotional. So she first would come on to cry, 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 yeah. and then mm-hmm. feel so bad for crying. And I was like, don't feel bad, just cry if you want to cry. Yeah. And then now she barely cries. Um, online um, when we're doing our calls and stuff, but she. She's very much like, um, you know, she was, she had like, I've got like, I feel like I've got chronic fatigue and there's stuff mm-hmm. going on my body and there's, this is going on, this is going this is going on. I said, okay, let's just stop for a second. Mm-hmm. What if you found a way to work less, come back into yourself? And what if this wasn't a chronic fatigue at all? What if this was just yeah. you requiring to come back into your projective power and yeah. actually rest when required? Mm-hmm. And she's shifting and her body's shifting. It's all shifting yeah. now. So, so these diagnoses it's um, yeah mm. that's really really cool. And
1: um like as you're talking I'm also just thinking about the fact like there are a few different types of projectors as well. Like I'm actually what's known mm. as an energy projector because I have oh. every center defined except for my sacral. Um really? so got, yeah. Yeah. So I've got massive definition. Um so I have to be So I have, so I have the root center defined mm. and that gives me that pressure to like work mm-hmm. quite hard but I so I'm forever in this balance of like know where your limit is pull back it's okay that's enough you're done mm-hmm. now like and I have to just make sure that I've got that so um yeah every everyone is so different so mm-hmm. it's not just like if you're a projector then you have to do it this way it's like yeah actually you do need to know the nuances of your chart because they do yeah interact differently with one. I'm
0: of a classic. Lives. So I'm like, yeah. um, I don't hold quite as much energy as an energy uh, projector. Yeah. Um, so and I know that like yesterday I had to go to bed because I was up at 3:30 in the morning to do mm. a breathwork session. And then I went for a walk and then I had a bath and I did all this stuff like before eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Too <laughs> and much. It was too much. And then you know, I yeah. went to the movies with the kids and all these different things. I did a little bit of work. Yeah. Um, I, I, cre- I did a podcast all before eight o'clock in the morning. And then I went and had a little sleep for an hour. Then I yep. had a client who's also a projector and um, and I'm a little bit tired today. And that's because mm. I did too much and yep. I'm going to need to nap this yep. afternoon and have an entire, I'll do probably an hour's work after this. Yep. And then I'm going to have the entire weekend off and I'm going to be very mermaidy. So I'm going yep. to be very beachy and bathy. Yep. Totally. And my husband, going back to relationships again, he knows now that I'm not being lazy, I'm yeah. being what is required. And yeah. I used to, I don't know about you, but I used to feel, because oh I felt the guilt. <laughs> I know so what you're as say. soon as my husband walks in the door, I'd yes. be stand up and go, I know. <laughs> oh, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I'm not lazy. I've just done so fucking much because I've been running around, running around and he's just looking yep. at me like, why are you telling me this? Yeah, so 100% <sighs> oh.
1: my experience. And it's still the, still, the thought still triggers sometimes. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Matt doesn't
0: give a shit how much you do every day. we (laughs) do not actually give. But I've gone to the extreme now. Like my husband, like you saw him bring me in a coffee before Mm. and I'll have a bath and he'll bring me a drink and he'll sit there and talk to me in the bath. He'll cook dinner. He'll do the dishes. Um, If I've got the energy, I'll fold up. Like I literally am living. So I don't think it's going to take me seven years. I think it's going to take me like seven months because I am doing things to the extreme. I think that three, five as well. I'm very, very direct focused on what I want and I will get it Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but always have to recalibrate reassess readjust Yeah. oh that's it I know because yeah my
1: husband's a manifester too so he's not an energy type either but he does have more of that ability to kind of like work in short sharp bursts but we just had to sit down and figure out like what are the things around the house that we have no desire to do that we really would just want to take off our plate so like we have a cleaner we're about to outsource our laundry like it's just yeah yourself the permission to be like actually why am I doing all of these things no
0: that's a really really good point that you brought up outsourcing your life Oh God, if it yes. is required I had a, we had a cleaner for quite a while but now that my husband he, he has that burning long energy like a generator yeah. has yeah um, where I don't he um will literally he'll get up and he'll work on the computer for a certain amount of time where I'm on the computer I, I don't even like being around the computer too much at the yeah. couple of hours I'm done otherwise I'm like yeah. fatigued Too much. Um, it's way too much stimulants um and he can work on the computer at 10 o'clock at night he can do yeah. the washing he can do all these things but when he was working full-time he was like how the hell are you doing all that I said I told you it was exhausting so I will get a cleaner in if it's required I will outsource anything I have a VA that works for Mm -hmm. me Um, I do the bare minimum I'm better off to have a team that I manage yeah kind of do all the things myself 100% I I actually can't yeah I can't do it
1: Definitely. That's, that's what I've been saying for the last six months. It's like outsource delegate, do as little as possible. So yeah, my team has just grown by two people this year Just wow. business. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. like, no, no interest in doing that. I'm now working um, like maximum 18 hours a week.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. How does it feel?
1: Oh my God. It's actually amazing, but it's like and this is why I think the deconditioning does take time because as you mm-hmm. reach a new level, there's a whole lot of other stuff to decondition as well. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I've got to work on it from this level. Okay, now I've got to work it from this level. Um, but if we're not growing, we stay stagnant in the same lessons. We'll just get the same lessons over and over and over again.
0: I think that's when getting a coach can help though, right? like quantum leap um I don't think I'd be like I've worked with Donna Lessa and Vanessa Hellick over Mm -hmm. the last year Mm -hmm. um and I had my first six-figure year and I paid a lot of money on coaching I'm not gonna lie yeah I paid like 10k for like 10k New Zealand for eight weeks um at Mm -hmm. one stage and but i just knew i had to um and i don't know how i got that money but it happened and what i found was by being in the vortex of other people that are where you want to be you can project yourself there quicker Mm -hmm. and um but i think you do still have to do that actionable work like you said before
1: yeah 100 percent. no one no coach can be responsible for your outcomes and i see this clear as day and night with the clients of mine who make it and the clients of mine who drag their heels as the ones who take responsibility and are like, like we said earlier, like I want this. Like this is an absolute Mm non-negotiable that I must have this. Like this has to be my experience. This has to be my life and I have to go after it. Um because some people just don't don't want it at the same level. Mm -hmm. Um
0: How do you deal with that? Can I ask you how you deal with that? Sorry, I know we've gone over time, but I just want to ask you this last question. Yeah. (laughs) Then we have to jump out of each other's auras. Yeah. Um, So how do you deal with that as a coach? Um, Yeah because I'm feeling new and, you know, as a business coach and stuff, but what I find is I can see so clearly for what people to do. Mm. And I don't desire any more to mollycoddle people because I took so much responsibility for people to the extent where it's exhausting for me. So how do you deal with it when people are saying, but I want this, but I want this, but I want this, but you know, that they don't on an unconscious level. How do you deal with that? So,
1: There's a couple of big things here, and this is really important for any coaches who are listening as well. If you have a history of being codependent, Mm -hmm. if you have a history of people pleasing, like being the hero, like wanting to take care of other people, Mm -hmm. you as the coach need to take care of that. Mm -hmm. Because if you get a kick out of your clients needing you, you will subconsciously, stall their progress people aren't going to like that I'm saying this stall their progress so mm-hmm. that they still need you
0: no that yeah no that's I've, I've been doing that like yep. um that's what Vanessa actually picked up on me she goes where are you wanting these people to want you so much exactly. that you're not letting them grow and I go I'm letting them grow and she was like Mm -mm. now this is a subconscious thing and i had a um i'm just using me as a reference because i think this may resonate with some people but one of the things that i was doing and my biggest fear so the shadow that came up with this deconditioning was i was so afraid of people leaving me
1: yeah
0: over and over and i don't know where that comes from um Mm. but so afraid of people leaving me and being left alone and being left alone. And the craziest yeah. thing that happened, and this is going deep, 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 deep. And this is what the de-con- deconditioning process is. When yeah. I did the breathwork session the other day, I went all the way back to being a baby in a cot, mm. and I was screaming and crying. My yeah. mum was in the other room. Pulling her hair out. She's mm. alone. She doesn't have a family around her. Yeah. My dad's out doing whatever he's doing. I'm colicky. I had no snuggly. Like I didn't have a little snuggly. Mm. Like my mom never wanted me to have one. And being a projector and having all my open centers, yeah. all I wanted to do was help her, but yeah. I couldn't. So I've got yeah. her loneliness and oh, I've wow. carried that my entire life. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I know that's really, really deep. That's because I, I like no. to go deep with myself, yeah. but where are we? being codependent because this stuff was implanted even before we were two years old. That's it. Yep. So um, I actually love that you brought that up because this codependency of not growing. And um, I said to Vanessa, I desire for people to outgrow me hard and fast and make the money that's it then i help all these people grow and off they go and then i'm like they're going they're going they're going they're yeah and then i'm like hang on why are you attaching so i started carrying all the people around me and never letting them go like i mean they're all they go but energetically i was actually dragging myself down because i was holding everyone i've ever worked with because they paid me a dollar or you know ten thousand dollars um in one container and constantly tapping in Uh, unconsciously gotta let them go you got to let
1: them go. Yeah, so that's that's one part of it, it's like doing your own stuff, understanding that you your your source your source of self-worth cannot be external to you. Mm-hmm. It has to be internal. Um, and that's a journey, like that's not going to happen overnight. I'm still working on it myself. Um, and then the other part of it is learning that holding a higher standard for your clients is actually a, is actually love.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If
1: you truly want the best for them, then it's your job to hold up a mirror and let them know where potentially they aren't giving themselves the best shot
0: or taking responsibility, um,
1: taking responsibility. And for all sorts of different clients, this could look really different. Some people do need that harder line of like actually getting feedback. Some mm-hmm. people need that softer line. Obviously mm-hmm. we're going to need to calibrate with our clients to know what mm-hmm. they're going to need. Um, and then practically the other piece is for me, what I've done is actually just put my prices up. Mm. I'm not interested yeah. <laughs> sound a little bit triggering potentially to some people who aren't at this level yet, but I'm not interested in working with people who won't take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when you've got skin in the game, i.e., money, mm-hmm. you take more responsibility.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I resonate with all of that. Uh, And the thing is, the reason why I resonate with it because I'm on the codependent, Um, I'm I'm presuming you are too because we are resonating and anyone who's listening to this Is ninety nine percent going to be a codependent because they're listening to it? Um, (laughs) I've had a couple of uh, people on the narc side come in and want to work with me and have conversations, Mm -hmm. and then they haven't resonated. And then I've realised it's because they're narc, Um, and not that's it's it's not a wrongness. It's just that they can't, they don't understand the codependency, and I because I am. It yeah. means that it's that resonating um, and that so, also holding people to that higher standard as well, um, whether it's in business or not yeah, um, at the end of the day is love, like you said. Um, And for me, yeah. I, I don't want to, sometimes I don't want to put that hard kind of BS, like I'm calling up your BS. You're not showing up because you don't really want to show up. I don't yeah. say that because I don't want to hurt their feelings or leave them behind because I want, yeah. but i'm not here for small things so therefore this is where we're going to put our bigger
1: pants on yeah but if you don't say it to them you are leaving them behind right because you're not giving
0: them the opportunity Mm. to step into their higher self so everything my friends if you want to if you want to understand the whole overall of this whole thing is everything is the opposite of what you ever think it is (laughs) Do the opposite. Don't go <laughs> no. from the external, come to the internal. Yeah. You know, the, the being the most unselfish person yeah. you can be is by being the selfish yeah. person you can be. Do you first. If you want to be the best mother, the best lover, the best business yeah. owner, um, you want abundance and money and joy, do you find your joy and trust and have faith and take the actionable steps that are aligned to your design. So
1: perfectly said. Mm-hmm. Wrapped up with a nice little bow on it. Yes. <laughs> I want to thank
0: you because this has been fucking divine. I have it enjoyed every been. second of this. Um, I know that all of our audiences are going to love this. And if you mm-hmm. guys do want to go deeper, like take some responsibility and go do your own research. Um, also, it. if you want to check out Carly, um, you we will make sure that's available for you. Absolutely. So you can go check out all of her incredible content. What I love about being a coach um, like you and I, um, very similar in a lot of respects is that we give out so much free stuff there's no yeah. excuses for people in this day and age not to grow because they don't have yeah. the money or they don't have this it's like showing up and turning up um you can always have a different level of intimacy with us so you can mm-hmm. go um there's free podcasts and free um you know all of the things on your linkedin or not linkedin but you know that um Instagram and
1: Facebook yeah all of the socials
0: and same with mine I have free programs I've got free everything plus there's that high level coaching so you Mm -hmm. can decondition fast and actually live your life on purpose yep
1: that's That's what we're here for that's what we're here for it's so funny that you mentioned that too I'll just like add this little bit right at the end because did you ever used to be afraid
0: like that you were giving away too much Um, to be completely honest with you, I think I have given away too much my entire (laughs) life, but that was more out of that codependency worthiness. Um, But yeah, I I know exactly what you're getting at because I remember Donna saying to me, give, 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 give everything away and go, but then there'll be nothing left for the program I'm going to create in the future. But it's not real because the different levels of intimacy yeah. means I know that if I have one to one coaching with you, you're going to dive deep into my psyche mm-hmm. um, where if you're going to have the kind of the mini program that was free, you know, it's that self thing. So you can't go as deep, but at the yeah. same level, you can get shifts. So it depends on exactly. where people are at in their life. Is that what you're yeah. kind of talking about?
1: Yeah, totally. And like I used to be like, oh, my God, how am I going to know what the thing is to say that people are going to want to work with me? which is just so completely exhausting and not a very good marketing strategy at all. And obviously you would do this the same. It's just show up and intuitively share what you feel like someone needs to hear at that point in time. And that's it. Like it really doesn't need to be that complicated.
0: Mm. But it's the showing up. Is that deconditioning? The deconditioning and knowing yourself. um, That's what really attracted to me to Vanessa was Mm. I was like, she's got something. Yeah. what is it and I was really really intrigued and yeah. she shows up every day what yeah. I loved about Donna and I love things about different every coach of course but what I love about Donna was she would call you up on your BS mm. and say honey you don't think you've got any inner work to do go and journal now and get really angry I'm like excuse me I don't want to do that yeah. he's like go do it and, there I you go. It and I'm like oh ah, I'm a mess and then I was like I think I just up leveled yeah. oh my god <laughs>
1: Said, so that's what a coach
0: does they hold you they yeah. hold you and they say and I know it's not in New Zealand it's kind of still new getting coaches so new so <laughs> new yeah but the thing is people hold you and go you got this and I'm going to keep you at this highest yeah. standard so every time you drop I'm going to go no 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 I see you and your magnificence step yeah. forward and shine and every yeah. time they try to run you can go Okay, you can run if you like, but I'm over here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think like just to add to that is like not every coach will do that. You need to be aware Mm. that not every coach has the training, the understanding, the capacity to hold you where you need to be held, Mm. which is why you need to be really aware of actually going with the coach that your gut tells you to go with, your intuition tells you to go with that feels really good to you. Don't just go and work with the coach who has the good marketing because you can be a great marketer and a terrible coach, which is unfortunately what has happened in the industry. So make sure you use your intuition with who you decide to go with. And because that's always going to lead you down the right pathway.
0: Mm. And um, coaches are still learning. My last launch was my biggest launch. I got the exact amount of people because I'm a specific manifester. One thing we didn't mention either specific Mm. or non-specific, depending on the arrows and stuff. Um, And I'm specific. So, but I'm a messy specific, which is hilarious. So (laughs) confusing. But um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this launch my way. It's magnificent mediumship. I'm going to, and I said to people, This is next level. I can't tell you exactly what's in it because I know that it's all coming as we do it. But this is next level. And they go, we're in. And I said to people, I don't want you in because I'm not here to convince you where my launch before that. I was using a structure and strategy and using the money thing, which I felt a little bit unaligned with. But I knew it was still right. There was still some truth in there because I was here to make a big difference. Mm -hmm. But it felt a little bit wonky compared to that. I'm doing mediumship. It's going to be so much fun. Come if you want. Well, that's your that's you live in your projector um
1: strategy of like mm. recognize yourself have a fucking great party being you know that whatever you're creating is going to be bloody epic and people will be drawn to that that's when you get the invitations like that's mm. the thing with projectors is they're like oh my god how am I going to get all the invitations like what am I going yeah. to do fucking love yourself and the invitations will flow to you
0: I'm not gonna lie once I did I I realised I as a projector, and then I was like, okay, I've been functioning as a manager yeah. forever, meaning I'm a creator and a connector and a reacher out. Yeah. But I was always getting rejected when I would put myself out. You should come and do something. I'm like, I why am I getting rejected? Because it was yeah. repulsive. Yeah. But now people come to me, and I was like, I want to be a millionaire coach and reach millions of people. How am I going to do that if I've got to wait for these invitations? But now I realised that just what you said: be happy come into yourself if you're a projector and no, but if you're a managing and a manifesto, I just want to add in, don't be afraid of being cheeky and sexy and actually going out. And like, Vanessa messaged me this morning and said, Hey girlfriend, we need to talk. And I was like, I love that she did that, but I can't do that. No, totally not. Totally (laughs) not. What are you up to? (laughs) What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Oh, projectors can do it to other projectors though. (gasps) Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because otherwise we're both going to be waiting for the invitation.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah, that it, makes sense.
1: And the reason why um, like, it's repellent for us to do it to other people is because we have that penetrating aura and it scares people off. But because as projectors, we're oh. used to that experience. We know what that's like. We're actually quite happy for other projectors to do it to us.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I have this thing where I ask people things and they, I do get the sense that people are scared of me. and um, that's why I'm blonde and not dark because I've got that kind of witchy vibe as well. I can look really witchy with my sharp features and stuff Uh, and people think I've got resting bitch face. It's quite (laughs) funny. Um, So I'm always like, why are people afraid of me? I'm not that scary because I do call up BS, but I do have a soft mothery kind of Mm. nature to me as well. So it's um, kind of testing things and stuff as well, isn't it?
1: It really is. And whatever test you do, do it with the intention that you are just going to find more of yourself to love.
0: That's mm. it. so beautiful thank you so much Kelly. I'm gonna let you go so you can go and get on with your day my pleasure um, so beautiful talking to you and yeah um, yeah if anyone wants to hear more go check out Carly and go check out all the free content um if you're interested in working with her then check her out yeah and um we'll see you guys later thanks Victoria yeah. bye, bye. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for joining the Release Your Blocks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. So please leave a review and tell me what your favorite takeaway from today was. There is so much more from where this came from. You can also find me at Holistic Energy Shifting on Facebook, where you can find more content, more coaching, and more guidance. Have a grand and glorious day, and I'll see you next time.